61 degrees for KSOM, KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson. Average high for this time of year, 86. Average low, 64. Record high, 107. Set back in 1936. Record low, 47. Set in 1947. Forecast high for today, 90 with bright sunshine. Tonight, 68 for low. Tuesday's high, 94. Tuesday night, 66. 89 on Wednesday, low 64. Thursday, 93, low 68. Friday, 94, low 72. And Saturday, 94, low 72. Sunday, 94 for high. 15% chance of rain on Friday, 25% on Saturday, and 15% on Sunday. A Wisconsin man died in a motorcycle crash on Interstate 80 in Pottawatomie County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened in the westbound lanes near the 17-mile marker at around 2.08 p.m. on Saturday. Authorities say 41-year-old Mark Ryan Hendricks of Cleveland, Wisconsin, died in the crash. According to the accident report, Hendricks, driving a westbound 2013 Victory motorcycle, went out of control due to the failure of the rear tire. The bike flipped multiple times, ejecting Hendricks and struck the cable barriers. Hendricks died at the scene. Well, a Waterloo, Iowa man suffered serious injuries in a motorcycle crash in Adair County. The Iowa State Patrol says the accident happened at 1.31 p.m. at the I-80 westbound Interstate 76 mile marker off-ramp. Authorities say 50-year-old Robert W. Hobbs suffered serious injuries in the crash. According to the report, a westbound 2006 Harley driven by Hobbs failed to negotiate the curve on the exit ramp. The motorcycle entered the gore and lost control. Mercy One helicopter transported Hobbs to Mercy Hospital in downtown Des Moines for treatment of his serious injuries. A Union County teen states he'd fallen asleep and escaped injury in a single vehicle accident in Creston. Police say the accident happened at 4.43 p.m. on Saturday on East Highway 34. A 16-year-old male driving a 2013 Chevrolet Cruze LS left the roadway, left the ditch airborne across Chestnut Street, and partially struck a secondary sign. The teen says he didn't have a charged cell phone and left the scene. Well, the head of the nation's largest agricultural cooperative is encouraging Iowa farmers to prepare for liquid propane shortages this fall. Jay Deberton is CEO of Minnesota-based CHS. He says the foreign export market for propane has grown by leaps and bounds and that farmers can't afford to wait until they know with certainty what propane drying needs are going to be like at harvest. He says by then it might be too late to put supply plans in place Durbertin is more confident about fall fertilizer supplies, but says prices could remain elevated. Officials say construction of a large wind farm in central Iowa is on schedule to be finished by November. James Stovall, site manager for Apex Clean Energy, says the Great Pathfinder Wind Project will stretch into both Boone and Hamilton counties. He says all public roads are finished and trenching operations for the turbines began last week. Deliveries of the turbines and blades will begin early next month and conclude by October. Apex says up to 200 people are working on the project site in both counties. When complete, the turbines will have a capacity of 224 megawatts, enough to power 56,000 homes. Well, a dozen Iowa nursing homes have closed in the past seven months for financial reasons. Iowa Healthcare Association President and CEO Brent Willett says, like any industry, nursing homes face rising operating costs but cannot raise daily and monthly rates because those are set by the government for Medicare and Medicaid patients. 
Willett says it means families and patients seeking long-term care have fewer options. At least 45% of Iowa nursing homes are limiting or freezing admissions due to lack of staff, according to a recent survey by Willett's organization. He made his comments during Friday's episode of Iowa Press on Iowa PBS. Well, Shift ATL hosted their second annual major fundraiser on 14 East 4th Street in downtown Atlantic in front of the initial renovation of the Telegraph Building, the group's inaugural project started in 2020. Shift ATL President Jesse Shields addressing the large gathering said the project included demolition, stabilization, plumbing, electrical, new flooring, mural, and interior wall system. The group rents the two-bedroom Airbnb on the upper story. The lower level is commercial space. I completed the renovation of the second story Airbnb, which has been occupied almost every single day since September of 2021. We've had visitors from over 10 states, including Florida, Indiana, Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, Kentucky, Colorado, Virginia, Arkansas, and Ohio. And that's just since May of 2022. So if you... So if you think people are not visiting Atlantic for whatever their purpose is, you are dead wrong. They are here. Shields says a project alone cost around $450,000. Additionally, the, in January 2021, Shift ATL flipped a home and placed it back on the market. And after tonight, our organization is projected to be completely debt-free. So. <laughs> Through grants, yeah, we're excited to. Through grants, donated time and goods and financial gifts, we've been able to make Shift happen and see this project through. So thank you to everyone that has been a the evening included a steak dinner and dueling pianos. Shift ATL is a 501c3 nonprofit formed in 2019. It continues to build upon their broad but straightforward vision for the place they have made home to shift the direction of Atlantic social and economic development opportunities by leveraging partnerships and strengthening social bonds within the community. They intend to revitalize Atlantic through project services and programs that will enhance the community and foster a sense of growth. That is Shift ATL's mission statement. More news on the website at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is on the way.